This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on December 17, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. set aside for this third Sunday of Advent is written the gospel according to John chapter 1 Glory to you O Lord There was a man sent from God whose name was John He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him He himself was not the light but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees and they asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet. John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, the living word. May we receive that living word by faith and respond with great joy. There is a Messiah. I know my Redeemer lives. Please be seated. There is much joy in this season. There was much joy in Mary's song. But in today's uh, message, where is the joy in John's call to repent? Where is the joy when this world now celebrates a holiday season? Tries to not use the word Christmas if possible. Where is the joy when there's ongoing and perhaps continued grief for many for a lost loved one during the year who won't be at the Christmas table this year or the ongoing disappointment over the referendum perhaps where is the joy in a community gathering where gate crashes end up stabbing people where there's carnage on the roads There's chaos at the airports. People's holiday plans are being disrupted. 
where there's been embezzlement, sorry, there's been an embezzlement in the Vatican by a cardinal, where there's ongoing mortgage stress and the cost of living pressures. Where is the joy in this season? Where there's anxiety due, due to uncertainties over finances and family and perhaps our own health. Over the state of the environment, this crazy weather that we're experiencing, the changes in society, the continued war and suffering in the Middle East and in the Ukraine. Where is the joy in this holiday season? Well, the joy can be found in the gifts that only God can give. For you who celebrate Christ as your saviour, there is hope, peace, joy, love and faith sent from heaven. Today, traditionally, the third Sunday of Advent is Joy Sunday. And uh, I know we're celebrating the faith candle. Of course, joy comes by faith. As we saw last week, there was much joy around the presentation of the uh, gospel story by children. It wasn't just the cuteness of their, the rapport between God, who knew God was a member of our congregation, and the angel Gabriel, but it was their message. The message of the angels given to simple shepherds. A message that could have been declared, and they said, oh, that's, that's interesting. But no, they received it by faith. And with great joy, the gift of joy of the Spirit of God overwhelmed them. They went to see the child whom the angels had declared to them. And they rejoiced to see the mother and the babe. And they rejoiced on their return back to their fields, telling everybody what God had done. A saviour born for all people. Just think about now, where is your joy sourced this Christmas season? Is it because a certain family member is coming? Or that you've seen some extra large presents under the tree? Or the chance to serve your neighbours? Or that holiday that you've been looking forward to? A celebration, we enjoyed ourselves at our, as you, many of you in your small groups, gatherings, celebrating this time of year. But these things uh, without Christ uh, mean little. The joy, they bring joy, as the world has joy in this holiday season. Our non-Christian friends have joy, but it is not a lasting joy. Today, the joy that is often rejoice, uh, used for this Sunday is um, in the Catholic tradition is called Gaudet Sunday. The joy from the Latin, which Philippians 4, verses 4 and 5 declare, rejoice in the Lord always. And I think we also heard that in Thessalonians passage today. This is on the third Sunday of Advent, and we turn from repentance towards the celebration of Christ's imminent birth. 
And yet we have a story of John. There's one more Sunday before Christmas Day and we're getting excited with that great anticipation and perhaps some sweeping up. Yes, our anticipation, particularly for children, is building and we're certainly uplifted with the expression of joy that Mary sang in response to being told she was to be the mother of our Lord. As she submitted to the will of God, she was filled with joy. Joy for herself, joy for the nation, joy for us and the people of all time. And in accepting the will of God, that word that was given to her by the angel, knowing the difficulty she was to face as an unmarried teen, we can't help but be inspired and surprised by joy ourselves. True joy comes to us in knowing that Jesus as our knowing Jesus as our Saviour, our Lord and Saviour. It's not derived from worldly possessions or temporal pleasures. This joy is undiminished by the trials of life. Jesus is something that I have, something the world can't give and that the world can't take away. And along with spiritual gifts of hope, peace, love and joy and faith, he brings spiritual treasures to us that neither fails, none of them fail because they all come from God. Christians and non-Christians alike anticipate some level of joy when celebrating Christmas. But it's not the excitement of opening presents and enjoying culinary delights, even the sharing of love as family and friends gather that is the basis of our celebration. The source of our joy, the true reason for the season, is the joy that we have every day. I know that my Redeemer lives. I'm a child of God. And he is the coming Son of God. Christ has come. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. I don't depend on Uncle Simon coming. Simon is here. Simon is here. TK Maxx, I'm no longer going to shop there. It's not Christmas just because Uncle Simon comes bearing gifts. No, my true joy comes from something else. Through Christmas and every season, we celebrate Jesus' presence and his word and holy meal. We gather to worship and praise him in the earthly temple of his body, the church, and we will celebrate him where, when he gathers us all in the heavenly temple regardless whether there's a turkey on the table or not. And as we yet again approach the festival of Christmas, celebrating the joy of of Jesus, Emmanuel, God, with us, we also look forward to his second coming and the rule of his kingdom to be fully revealed when all believers, already blessed by his words of life and the free gift of salvation, will be invited to come into the Father's joy. Jesus came to bring us the fullness of joy, that his joy might be complete. He takes joy in giving us joy. He didn't come to entertain. He came to give us life and restore us into the joy of relationship with the Father. Jesus is all about bringing us that kind of joy. His first miracle was turning water into wine bringing joy to a wedding party. His teaching pronounced the pinnacle of joy, 
of angels rejoicing in heaven. There is more joy in heaven when a repentant sinner is restored to God than thousands of godly people doing religious things. His first sermon was a simple pronouncement of his identity following the reading of Isaiah 61, which you've heard in part this morning, about the Messiah, the Anointed One. I have come to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of our Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. In that synagogue in Nazareth, this town where he'd been brought up, Jesus sat down and announced that this prophecy was fulfilled in their hearing and in his person. But the Nazarenes didn't understand, only knowing him as the son of Joseph. Despite the light of his teaching and the miracles he performed, he was scorned and rejected especially by the religious leaders of his time. They'd been earnestly seeking and waiting for the Messiah, but failed to recognise him or accept him. In fact, they cursed him and plotted his death. They found no joy. The joy that Jesus brings is the joy of receiving him and receiving the gifts that he brings. But there were others that heard his words as true, who saw his compassion for the poor, who believed and followed him. His death, his cruel death, which was the wages of our sin, confused many. The relatively small flock of believers scattered as their great shepherd was struck down. And later, the disciples who saw him risen from the dead and ate and spoke with him were commissioned by him to shepherd his sheep with good news. They were to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching them to obey all that he had taught them. And now we hear in the gospel summary of John, who doesn't present us with a birth narrative or any lineage, in fact, of Jesus, as the other gospel writers do. He simply talks about the word of God, the living word of God, that had been before creation, always is, was, and will be. With God from the beginning, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made. That was made, and him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness had not overcome it. Then he told how this living word of God's light and truth came to another John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to that light. This was John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, the Messiah, and of whom Jesus referred to as the greatest man to ever live. 
When the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was, John freely confessed that he was not the Messiah. And when asked to identify him, John didn't refer to his human lineage. He could have. He was the son of Elizabeth, for many years barren, whose husband Zechariah had served as a priest in the temple. You can read about that in Luke 1. But instead he identified himself to his heavenly appointment as a servant of God, a servant of the word, announcing the living word that was coming. By quoting Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. And when asked, why then do you baptize you if not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, John replied, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know. Here's the one who comes after me, the straps of sandals I am unworthy to untie. Now that we know of John the Baptist, big bloke, hairy, the big booming voice, used to living rough in the desert wilderness, wearing clothes of camel skin, eating off the land, insects with a side of wild honey. That's great. Anybody serving that for Christmas lunch? It's quite a struggle to find within John anything joyous. Some may have assumed he was a joyous teetotaler. So why is this reading a sign as the gospel for today, the Sunday of joy. As I said earlier, I can see it clearly in Mary, but where is the joy in John the Baptist? Well, it's simply not because it's found in John the Baptist, but in the word that he brings. It's not in the life and person of John Baptist, but in his announcing and calling us to repent in preparation for meeting Jesus, that the Messiah is coming. In fact, the Messiah is standing among you. And to that first audience, they didn't know him. But you, you who have been baptised in Christ, surely know him, present with you in all circumstances, so that you can rejoice even in the harshest of sadness, of worldly loss. He is with you always. He is the source of amazing joy. He is the true joy giver because what he gives us is everlasting joy. He restores us to the Father. His joy is made complete despite the hard road that he took on our behalf. A man of great sorrows but rejoicing that he's restoring lost ones to the Father. Eternal, everlasting life and restored relationship with God the Father. The putting of all wrong things right, the robe of righteousness and the oil of joy. And it is right that we should daily repent of our unworthiness and celebrate the grace of God and ask that God's Spirit would prepare our hearts and give him room and the rule of our lives. So the highlight of our Christmas joy is Christ. Think again. Where is he in your celebration this year? 
do your neighbours know that you are celebrating Christ at Christmas? Or are you just like everybody else with flashing lights, shiny baubles, rich food and laughter? Where is the source of your joy that you can share? Are you like the shepherds? Your life may not have changed greatly, your circumstances, the worries and the hardships that you face, not much different, perhaps even worse, as you return back to your daily lives after receiving that message. But joy deep that you can share with others. There is a Messiah. To you is born a Messiah, a saviour for all people. John was a faithful mouthpiece of God. As John in verse, chapter 1, verse 7 explains, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, but only came as a witness to the light. This is, not the calling of Je- is this not the calling of Jesus' disciples to be his lights in the world? to witness to him, that's you and I. We're called to bear witness to the light, that is Jesus. And what better time of the year to do it than in Christmas, at Christmas. Refuse to bow to the, the pressure of the world to call it happy holidays. But blessed Christmas, to you is born a saviour. Whether you know him or not, pray for your neighbours. Pray that the Spirit of God would give them faith that they might receive that message and be able to rejoice as you rejoice. Mary sang a song of joy that God chose her to be part of his saving history by bearing his son. We sing with joy that we too are chosen to proclaim Jesus as saviours of the world. That is the joy we share with John the Baptist. To Jesus who stands in us. What an absolute privilege that we have of proclaiming lasting, unshakable joy as we gather to celebrate the Saviour's birth, death and, death and resurrection. The joy of receiving the baby Jesus is a celebration of all these things. We proclaim to the world a treasure beyond outward decoration and the customs of Christmas. Let's proclaim Jesus, the living word, who is the light of the world, the light of God's love, who entered this world to dwell dwell with us in grace now and forever. So I challenge you to let your joy of Christmas shine in the joy of family and exchanging of gifts, of serving Jesus and serving loved ones, as well as strangers, blessing those in need whom you may never meet through the angel tree, Australian Luther World Service, gifts of grace, the big box of kindness, and many other things that you do on behalf of your Saviour. Don't let the worldly pressures of this busy, sometimes stressful season cause you to lose your joy. Don't express negative words about the rush and bother of the season, the traffic and trying to get in and out of these lands or somewhere else. 
don't let those words give the wrong impression about what you are celebrating this year. Don't let it undermine your Christian witness. Yes, I know we all suffer those worldly issues and the stresses, but no matter what the circumstances or your finances or health or that of the family, the darkness of this world, these things will never put out the light of Christ's love, God's love in Christ. Embrace it. Walk in it. Share it. Rejoice in it. Be thankful. Rejoice in it always. As from Thessalonians, we're encouraged. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now may your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's already done the sweeping of your soul. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Amen. Rejoice.